seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Welcome, friends, to episode 173 of Color of Magic, your magic gaming podcast, where we talk about all types of issues that affect gamers at and away from their gaming tables and computers. I am your host, Daquan Watson, and for 173 episodes, I still got my main man, who happens to not be frozen today, Brian Allen. How's it going, dude? Right. Definitely want to send prayers to everybody in the Austin area. You hear a lot of people there are without power and have been for several hours now so yeah it's just crazy soon just with all the issues y'all have to deal with over the last what three years now just bad weather things just like uh i feel for people that anytime it gets cold now there's paranoia you know right like here we just have to worry about i don't know the wind picks up over 20 miles an hour some parts of the area may have some trouble but it's always short-lived you know it's out for maybe an hour and people are back to normal i couldn't imagine every time it got cold or a threat of snow having to freak out on if we're even going to have power tomorrow or when we wake up, you know, it's tough. So glad you're at least surviving that with no problems. But we have a lot to cover. We're going to be kind of all over the place this week, but it's a lot of interesting things happen. So we, we have, man, some, some really out there stuff to talk about a little bit this week too. But before we get into it, want to tell everybody, go pay some love to our friends over at cardsphere.com. Just a great place to go do your business and magic cards. That's it, really. Well, that and you can name your price on what you want to buy and sell stuff for, which is actually pretty damn cool because I use them regularly myself. And it's a way to make some good side money on stuff you have sitting around that you don't necessarily plan on doing anything with. And it's easier than putting stuff on buy lists for a bunch of different sites. Just check it out. They're good supporters of ours and they're good supporters of many people in the magic and gaming community. Go give them some love over at cardsphere.com. And then if you want to support the show, you can go over to patreon.com slash color of magic. And you can be just like Quinn Schulte and get a shout out on here for being a supporter. And finally, go over to colormtg.com slash shop and you can buy some merch and help us out. All right. That brings us to the soapbox. And I'm going to get a little bit petty. And I say I'm going to be a little bit petty because... I'm usually not one to harp on people for language of of any variety. Because, I mean, English language is hard. Like, I'm really impressed, even honestly, truthfully, when I've had friends that have come here from other countries and they still manage to learn English well because so much in English doesn't make sense. Like, if you learn any other languages, sentence structure and everything just makes way more sense than English does. So... I will preface that, but I understand people will get the English language wrong pretty regularly. Though, side note, I do get really bothered when I see people making fun of foreigners or or migrants that have come here and learned English, and they're like, ah, you speak English badly or whatever, and it's like their fourth or fifth language. I'm like, bruh, come on. And to be honest, the person usually with that mindset doesn't speak or write English well themselves, and they're native-born, so whatever. That aside, I've always had an issue. I say always. I've noticed it a lot over the last, like, probably the last decade or so of things I've read and heard people talking about where they get shake your head and nod your head mixed up. 
Because shake is left to right, meaning no, and nod is up and down, meaning yes. That's the way we've always known it to be. But for some reason, people have started just using shake to also mean nod. And it's so frustrating when I'm trying to read something and interpret what they're trying to say because I'm not getting the like, because like you'll read the sentence, but then the two sentences that follow don't make sense with shake your head in the previous sentence. And it's just like, oh, like it's so frustrating to read. And then recently I've come across a bunch of people. This has been both written and verbal because I've heard people say it online. I've seen it in YouTube videos and interviews. I've read it in people's Twitter posts or whatever, where they keep using the word weary when what they're trying to say is either wary or leery of something. Either word would work, but for some reason they keep using weary. And I don't even know when it started. I just know I saw it a couple of times. And like I said, I just dismissed it because I'm like, ah, somebody probably just mistyped something or they're just using the wrong word, whatever. These are similar. But then now it's just the norm. And I'm like, I don't even know. And it's Yeah, I forget what the phenomenon is called, but if it's used wrong so many times, it just people start accepting that as the meaning. Yeah. And it's weird because it makes it hard to interpret what people are trying to say. So I'm like, wait, are you actually tired? Or is the person like nervous about a thing like now some most of the time I will say, like if I reread it a couple, I'm like, okay, I can discern what you're trying to say. But there's other times, especially when it's a short sentence, I'm like, I, I don't know what you're trying to say here. Like one of the ones that always has agitated me is where they, I could care less. That means you do care at exactly. least a little. <laughs> but it's usually sad, people right? use it when they say it when they what they mean is they couldn't care any less. Exactly. And I'm like, that's another one where I'm like, I but at least there I go like, I get it. I kind of know what you're trying to say. Because yeah, the meaning's just been watered down now where nobody says it in the, the correct way. So Yeah, just, that one doesn't bother me so much. I think what bothers me on the others. Accept it. Yeah, because that's like a phrase. Whereas this is just a word, but putting the wrong word in there can change the meaning of what you're saying. And I think that's what makes it frustrating. And I'm like, I don't, and I don't want to be that person that's just like, by the way, did you mean to say, you know, whatever? Like, I don't want to be that person. But if I'm trying to help yeah, them, I'm it, like, context matters, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I don't. At least when you read something, you're describing something. Exactly. And I'm like, I don't know how to interpret this. Like, was that an affirmative or not? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because you used the wrong word and now I'm confused. So it, it's tough, right? Because I get it. Some people may just not know the difference. Some people, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure I've done it. Where you like, especially when it's something like you meant to say weary, but you typed weary or whatever, right? Like that's you accidentally put another letter in there because you're typing quickly. That happens. But when I see it repeatedly from different people, I'm like, no, this isn't a typo. The people are putting what they intend to put. It's just not correct. And now, am I the jerk if I try to? correct them or if i like just ask for clarity or whatever you know what i mean like because I, I don't want to be that guy right i don't know how well they know the language or not but at the same time it's like i also don't know what you meant <laughs> but anyway that's where i'm at like it was just something that came up multiple times in the last month and i figured it was worth mentioning it was a neat neat conversation on online though Well, we, uh, you know, I, 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 
I think we have made a lot of progress in a lot of areas after after the George Floyd killing. But that said, I still watch another funeral today of a young black man killed by police this time in Memphis and nothing that we have seen on camera or nothing is being described to us by the Memphis police makes any sense. So it's, it, 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 it's in so many ways, it feels like in the past three years, we've made zero progress on some of the most important issues. And it's, it's just frustrating because now things are coming out where these, these officers, several of these officers had had uh, run-ins and reprimands and other things before that should have should have been taken more seriously. Maybe suspensions or something should have happened. And sounds like in these cases, pretty much nothing happened. And now here we are, where uh, essentially what looks like it's going to be a murder has been committed again. I, I don't know what, it, especially that they. They, I feel like, had to know they were on dash cam. I don't. It's just mind boggling. This keeps happening. You think I don't know when to get to a point where the police, you know, where where there's an order from on high for the police department of every major city. Like, unless this person is actively committing a crime, and you got evidence that will hold up in court, this person is committing a crime, and they are armed. Just. It's like I said, man, before, I think you either have one, you have to have situations like this where there was immediate arrest. And I also saw that the follow up was, I think it was two EMTs, two other officers, and there was another person for another thing that was on site. But like there was four or five additional people that lost their jobs over that as well. You know, so I think you have to have that happen. So people either do something or speak up or whatever that and follow up with. Any settlements come out of the pension plans for those departments or whatever. So you are now harming your other fellow officers whenever you screw up. I think until we do that, there's not going to be enough reason for all of them to hold each other accountable. Because if there's no punishment for the person other than you get suspended for 90 days or whatever. And financially, nobody's being harmed. Why do they care? I mean, seriously, it's not costing anybody their job. It's not costing anybody their retirement. So who who cares? Yeah, because sadly, we just don't have uh, enough police officers that are upset at the prospect of murdering someone. It's just that the, the moral compass for far too many of these people is pointing downward. And I know people get tired of the conversation. But the reality is, every time this comes up, I always tell people, like, look at how many people of color around you that when these things come up, have a similar story or a similar fear or concern or can tell you about a time they were worried about a thing with an officer, right? It's it's most of them, right? Like, that's not good. <laughs> Hell, I think I've told it on here before where I was taking, I say kids from my shop, they were like teenagers, to a tournament. And I had a cop specifically pull me over after he looked at me in the car and looked at who was in the car with me. And then proceeded, not even for a traffic violation, tried to question me about why I had the kids in the car and where we were going and, you know, blah, blah. And I'm like, for real? Like, bruh, you think I'm just going to grab a pack of teenagers? <laughs> right? Like, like, one, as a pile, I'm sure they could overpower me, first off. 
Two, I have their parents' numbers in my phone if you'd like to call them. And then got a BS ticket after all that because he had to give me something. You know, fortunately, there's a whole story to that, by the way, that, that I temporarily had a warrant out for me for like a few months. I didn't know about because of that. Fortunately, nothing came of it. and I was able to get it handled, but that's that's a whole story I'll save for another time. Maybe I'll save that for a Patreon thing in a couple weeks. But yeah, like everybody I know, every person of color, I say every, but an overwhelming majority have some type of run-in story like that. Being either accosted for no reason, pulled over for no reason, you know, questioned for no apparent reason. When you're watching other people go by and get away with crimes regularly. You know, hell, I've been in a store where I had a dude security following me around the entire time. And I saw a group and not not to just like, you know, call it, but it is what it is of three. I'm assuming we're college or college age white women walk out alarms going off and everything about the back. Nobody even did a damn thing. So I'm like, how do you think that makes somebody feel? Right. They're like giggling, walking through whatever things going off. They don't even stop to go like, oh, must be my back. Like literally just walked through, didn't even care. I'll be damned if every time that thing beeped, I don't stop and go like, hey, I bought all this. (laughs) Like I'm ready to prove my innocence. (laughs) So, yeah, man, it's tough to see that stuff keep going on. I'm with you. It's 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 rough. And, you know, the only good thing I can say is. At least there was swift action this time, because that almost never happens in these cases. Now, I will say the department has a black chief or whatever. So I don't know if her being there was the reason, (laughs) but at least action happened. Right. It's it's, I think the videotape also helped because as many people have said, it is reminiscent of Rodney King, where it is just painful to watch. I will tell people, if you have not watched it, don't watch it. Because it, I mean, if you have a weak stomach, don't. Because I mean, it is without getting graphic. It, it's literally just a, a beat, down, a massacre of a person. I mean, just a straight beat down. That 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 dude had no chance. And you know what the scariest part of it is? He was like a block from home. Like he was literally driving home. He's he's around the corner from his house. Screaming for his mom while he's getting beat down because he's that close. Like, that's crazy. But yeah, people just be vigilant. You know, like, fortunately, I'm in an area where when stuff starts happening, there are people that if even if they're not going to get involved, they are at least there as witnesses and recording. So that helps a lot. So like, if you can't do anything else, At least make sure you are there to be a deterrent for something to happen, because that'll go a long way in and of itself. Well, imagine how much stuff we weren't seeing before cell phones. Well, that's that's the thing, right? Like all these people going like, oh, this whole rash of whatever's and all this is happening. It's like, no, these things have been reported and whatever. Y'all just never saw them. 
like note notice how nobody you know none of the black people know are shocked by any of these things right <laughs> like none zero we're like yeah that checks or people from those towns are like oh yeah i've i've even run into this officer mm-hmm. oh yeah i've had this happen or you just every time you're people like yeah police department ain't you know what <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Like, that's not new. It never has been. It's just now, because we all have high-quality phones in our pockets, you're getting all the sights and sounds of all the craziness that goes down now. And people are just in disbelief. Because, again, we talked about... uh, Leslie Jones said, you know, iPhone's whole pitch should be like, this device can save your life if you are black. Well, well, think about it. That's why you need one. Because we've talked about it on the show before, right? There are things outside your space... That if you never encounter them, you don't know they exist. And you probably even have a hard time believing they exist because they're so different than what you deal with. And like, and we've talked about it before. There are things I know now that I am aware of and trust because women told me. But before they told me, they sounded insane. Like when somebody mentions that, you're like, really? And then you run into six, seven women that all tell you the same thing. And there's no way they know each other. And they grew up in different parts of the country. You're like, oh, crap. This is just a thing that happens. And now I have to be more aware and smarter and be like, okay, now I got to look out for the stuff because this is a real thing. So sometimes you just got to trust if enough people are telling you from a certain group, it's probably happening. Just now we're getting proof. But all right, let's shift things a little bit. And let's tell people about some stuff that we learned, because there's actually some pretty interesting stuff this week, and it's a little better news than what we've been talking about. There's going to be a sort of a anniversary-type Power Rangers movie coming to Netflix, and we are going to have, for uh, the first time in Power Ranger history, a full-time female Red Ranger. So uh, congratulations. Apparently there have been some kind of, I guess, fill in red ranger of course the pink ranger being female has been a thing for a while so that's i don't know if they're gonna possibly do away with that i don't know that anybody will be too upset if they do away with the uh the 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 pink ranger is always being female although i've seen there's some kind of uh i guess um in japan there apparently is a male pink ranger so hey that you know equal opportunity so by all that I'd be amazed, you know, if that character makes it over here. But, bro, tell me there aren't a bunch of dudes. If you gave them a heartbeat, like, hey, you get to be a Power Ranger. And they're like, yeah, but like, but you're going to have to be the Pink Ranger. Whatever. Right. right? <laughs> I'd take that acting job. I wouldn't. You could have me wearing plaid, fuchsia. I do not. Just that, not only that as an acting gig. And then, of course, conventions for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if you get into one of the... That's the thing I don't think people consider. And I feel like on some level, it took somebody like Hugh Jackman. Like, he he took a while to come around to understanding that. It's like, once he was Wolverine, he has convention circuit money, nerd cred for life. The interesting thing about that, though, is Hugh Jackman... Yeah, I remember him doing an interview where he talked about that. Like, he didn't understand. Because he'd never... I mean, he didn't even know what Wolverine was. Like, truthfully. He thought... The character of Wolverine was like a humanized version of a Wolverine. Because he was like, I don't know, it's weird comic mutant thing. Then like I mean, it, it, he kind of is. He has, you know, superhuman well, yeah. senses. He's, but I mean, I think he generally, like, even on his first acting roles, like he he's going in to try to like, I don't know, be more emotive of like a Wolverine. 
And they're like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just trying to like get into character. And they're like, dude, it's not like that. You know? So, but he didn't know at all. And then he did a couple of those. Blows my mind that people don't at least pick up a comic book or two before. Yeah, you would think so. (laughs) But he apparently did these first couple of convention circuits. And he was like, oh man, this is way more than just the movies. Right. He didn't really understand like, no, this is a franchise that's been around for hell at that point, like 50 years or something. And it has followings around the world, tons of different artists, you know, there's fan art being sent to him or whatever. And he's just like floored. And it's like, yeah, you get into one of these gigs, you are set dog. <laughs> like, um, Mark Wahlberg just with everywhere, every interview he did for Max Payne, just almost gleefully mentioned that he had never played the video game. Like, are you trying to alienate the entire fan base? Yeah, that was a little weird. Like, don't lean into it. Just just say, yeah, I screwed up. I hadn't played it before I got the role, and then leave it. You know, unless, unless somebody asks you about it later, don't mention it. Just let it go. I mean, imagine getting cast in, let, let's say, Wuthering Heights and just be like, oh, yeah, I never read books. I never took that in English. I, I'm not going to read the book. I won't know anything about my character's backstory. That's essentially what you're saying as an actor. If there's source material out there and you don't engage in it, I don't choose to do any work. I don't want to know anything about my character. Yeah, it's just weird because like and that's how you sound, you know. Because <laughs> I mean, I think about it like job interviews, right? Like if I go somewhere to interview, then I at least do a courtesy search of like what's going on with the company lately, right? Is there any news on them? Like who have they hired recently? So like I'm aware. So if something comes up in conversation, I can at least be relatable. I would assume you do the same thing for an acting role, but apparently not. Oh, you're, you're not. A lot enough. of that depends. Like, obviously, when you're, you know, Mark Wahlberg, you can kind of do whatever. The role is is yours more yeah. than likely. But like, I don't know. What did Hugh Jackman have before that? That was big. His time on on Broadway. <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, because he's in Oklahoma, right? I know I that's certainly where I learned about Hugh Jackman from. So maybe maybe that was it. Maybe that was good enough, though. You're you're in there with the right director, and that's why they got you. Then you know whatever. But uh, congratulations, and I'm hopefully don't massacre her name. I'm going to say Hunter Dano is going to be the. Apparently, she was the Pink Ranger before, and now is going to be. So I guess that's the. Her, her character is getting to evolve, so that's awesome. Oh, interesting. And, so she's getting promoted from pink yeah. to red. Ah. And uh, it's going to be apparently called Power Rangers Cosmic Fury. And uh, looking to see if it says, uh, I think sometime in 2020, I know the exact date of when it's coming out. And, of course, I'm assuming since uh, Jason David Frank just left this, that I'm sure there will be some kind of tribute to, to Tommy because, you know, he was Probably. one of the most popular Rangers. Speaking of director stuff, this is kind of leads me to the next thing I'd learned, which was earlier today, actually. And I have to preface this by saying, finally, this is all we've asked for as comic book nerds for at least 10 years, probably as much as 15 years, that the DC Cinematic Universe finally has a direction. Now, there was a video that was put out, uh, I think it was on socials, and kind of got shared everywhere, from James Gunn, who's going to be the director. And I believe he was the director for Guardians, if I'm not mistaken. He was the director for the first two of those. But he is now going to be the lead, I guess. the He's going to be the, the Kevin Feige equivalent yeah. uh, that Marvel has that kind of helps direct everything and keep it in line. 
So DC is now going to have a full direction. They He talked about, I don't know, like 10 things they have in line over between now and 2025, I think. And the cool part is it's a simple plan. And it's honestly following a lot of the Marvel strategy. Of, hey, let's take our time. Let's introduce these characters. And it's like, hey, let's do one or two big ones. And let's give you some C-list characters that are important to the universe. Right? So you're going to... I think they're starting out with Shazam. Because that was already on the docket. And everybody... Turns out, low-key, everybody likes Shazam. So that's actually coming out soon. Then they're going to follow... The trailer looks really good. It does, actually. It really does. I saw that the other day. And then they're going to use Flash to reset the the cinematic universe for them. So whatever happens in the Flash movie, I guess, is their new jumping off point for everything. And then they talked about introducing after that, I think it was Blue Beetle, which if you're a DC fan, you know who that is. If not, you're like, what the hell is a Blue Beetle? But to be fair, remember, there's a bunch of people who didn't know what a Guardians of the Galaxy was either. Right. Once upon a time. Hey, forget, there are people who didn't know what an Iron Man was before Marvel started. People, fair. You know, like my kids grew up in an era when Iron Man has always been A tier. That's not how me and Daquan grew up. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Iron Man was not a character that most people do. He was what, you know, one of my friends used to refer to as a, a that guy in school character. Yeah, Where if like, you ask t- 10 kids in school who their favorite superhero is, you're going to get a bunch of Spider-Mans, like you said, a bunch of Wolverines, probably, Superman, Batman. There's one person who will say their favorite character is Ghost Rider. Yeah, of course. You know? okay. or, but the thing is... Iron Man was that kind of character before Man, Robert Downey if, Jr. showed If you knew about him, he was like co-leader of the Avengers. That That's what you knew about Iron Man, right, for, for years. So, yeah, good point. And then they talked about, you know, redoing Superman to be the Superman we know. So that's going to get a whole new reboot and story, which is good. Uh, they're redoing the direction of Batman and going to build that out as a franchise, it sounds like. Booster Gold's going to get a movie. I was kind of excited to hear that they're going to do The Authority because The Authority Stormwatch stuff was really... I talked about it on the show before, but really cool book. So cool that that's going to get turned into a, a series of movies. Just a bunch of... Oh, the stuff with Amanda Waller. Actually, so we're right. going to get Viola Davis back, right? So that's going to be cool. I absolutely am happy to see her because I was starting to worry, like, okay, is there, you know, going to be any color in this? Uh, in this yeah, because other than her, the only mention was they're doing a Green Lantern movie that's got Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. And that's it. And even that, the focus salary like changed. I think at one point it was going to be just Jon Stewart. Now it's kind of like Jon Stewart is back in that Hal Jordan's black best friend role. That Basically. He kind of fell into... Although apparently Blue Beetle is the Jaime Reyes version of Blue Beetle. Okay, so well, that's, that's cool at least. That's good. So yeah, so they're, they're doing some things. And he did say, hey, this is a plan. This first wave, I think they're calling it, this first phase is Gods and Monsters, I think is what they're calling it. And that's going to go through 2025. So you get this year and all the next two years before they get into their next phase, which is probably the right way to do it. Cause you have a lot to make up for and correct and a lot to introduce. And the cool part is said specifically, they are going to have characters that go from live action to animated or vice versa. And if they do, they're going to try to have the same actor who plays them in live action, voice them in the animated stuff. So they're going to try to tie everything together, which again, we talked about it before. Like, if you have a Green Arrow, a Lantern, whatever, in a TV series, why is it different in the movies? 
<laughs> like keep the same people. So yeah, like I said, simple plan sounds very clean. He did seem like genuinely excited about some of the projects. He talked about some of them that were already done and written, which is cool. So yeah, credit to them for finally, it took them a while, <laughs> but they're at least landed in the spot everybody wanted. So now it's just, can they execute it? That's going to be the thing, but credit for at least having a plan. Because we can at least have stuff to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Now. We're 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 all rooting for you. <laughs> we are, man. We are. I I would love for them to be successful. I like honestly, more nerd projects and more comic movies are like I'm for it. Exactly. And I've also gotten past the point of people looking because I get it. Like people go, ah, too many Marvel movies, whatever. But I think what worked for me is I quit. I like yes, there's an overarching story that ties in, but I look at them at each individual movies and series. I just looked at them as sci-fi movies. Because they do each have their own individual feel and style and whatever. And that's what makes it work. Because if they all felt the same, you would get burnt out pretty quick. Doctor but, Strange and Werewolf by Night are a totally different vibe than, say, you know, Iron Man or Captain America. Oh, yeah. But, like, Guardians had its whole, like, 80s motif with yeah. the music and whatever. is way different than Black Panther being very... I don't know, like, native-built, you know, which is very different. Has its own language, even. You know, all that is going to be even more different than something like Shang-Chi, right? Because that's a whole different field. So, like, it's really cool having all those options. And DC is going to allow... Because, like I said, I like the authority, which I guess technically has a black leader of the team. So, that'd be a thing. But, yeah, having that series brought to life is going to be way different than everything else they're doing in DC at the time, too. So, that's, that's going to be, like, their guardians. Though not with, like, the 80s feel, but, like, just as a style of movie being so different than everything else they're doing. So, yeah, lots to look forward to, man. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually interested and excited about DC movies again. And they did say that stuff uh, like Joker is going to be labeled as an Elseworld since it has nothing to do with the actual mainstream continuity. Yes. that's an, that To me, that is a very key point. To say that, hey, we're still going to make projects that sometimes just don't fit in our universe, but still feel like it needs to be made because it's a good story to tell, right? Because that's the one thing I think Marvel gets wrong is that you could have done like because the New Mutants was so different. <laughs> like you should have just said like, eh, this does other than being a Marvel title, this doesn't have anything to do with anything we're doing on future projects. So nobody even has an assumption. Just say we're just going to make a whole different movie here. And, and they did do a what if as an animated series. Yeah, so they, yeah. they kind of dipped their toe into that. Hey, this would be, although my God, the one where they talk about like what would have happened to Star Lord if Black Panther was bad. <laughs> oh yeah, or yeah, Peter yeah. Quill. God. No, I did watch the one with uh, if Peggy Carter had become Captain America, and that was actually pretty good. Uh, people want a Captain Carter movie at this point. Yeah, that that was a well done episode so like yeah if you haven't watched what if it's actually pretty cool but all right let's get into some news things because there's a uh, quite a bit here actually and now that we took the roller coaster all the way to the top we're gonna bring everybody back down because uh i i don't even know how to really just dive into this one but there was a creator streamer who I was told is was a former Twitch employee. I don't know if that's accurate or not, so I'm not going to lean on that too much. But this streamer apparently was caught buying deep fakes of other female creators for uh, nudity purposes. 
to put it politely. And I honestly read that and went, what? And then I had to go research it because it didn't even sound right. And I, I, like, I have so many questions around this, truthfully. But first, this is creepy as hell, man. When, when they first describe the internet, you know, you're thinking, okay, yeah, this is exchange of information. We can talk to people on the other side of the world and then humankind quickly took it in a whole other direction. Like, okay, let's have a mature series. Like, like our other conversations aren't mature, but like, there's a lot of boobies on the internet already, right? Like, if you want to see some, they are there. You don't have to well, I'm paid because he paid somebody. So, like, you don't have to pay someone to make a a digital model of somebody else who doesn't want to be seen naked. When you're not even looking at them naked, you're looking at an interpretation of what they might look like naked. You know, like, that's even weirder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like you said, just just confused and yeah, exactly. horrified and... Like, okay, and I will say this. I, I say all the time, I, I'm a big fan of, like, don't yuck somebody else's yum, right? Like, people are into all kinds of weird stuff, whatever. Yeah. But this is, you're taking the, well, okay, first off, somebody is making money taking yeah. the identities or, or likenesses of these women and then making visual models of what they, I guess, what they think they look like naked. And then selling those to other people so they can enjoy some, I guess, fantasy of the creator being nude or something. It's weird, man. I'm having a hard time. Like, like, I'm having a hard time getting myself in the right headspace to even consider the thing and then also communicate what I'm thinking. Like, it's it's so awkward. Because, I mean, I like you said, I don't understand it. I don't, I, I guess the... And then, like, like I said, I have so many questions. Like, one, yeah. how how many customers does this person have that they purchased them from? Like, what does it even cost? Like, how? Like, honestly, and I don't even know how have, big this market is. Yeah, I, 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 I do not get it. I don't because you know that's you understand that's not the person you're. You you know the the, the person the. the you know, that's not them. It's a fake. I, 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 I think the tough part here is that it is one of those things that has to particularly be feeding like a very serious fantasy. Because you're paying, I'm assuming, I don't know, maybe it is only a couple hundred dollars. I have, I'm assuming it's not less than a thousand dollars, but I don't know. But you're paying some amount, large amount of money to indulge in a thing that you 100% know is not them. Like 100% not accurate. But because it's close enough, you're willing to pay for that. Like, that's like obsession level. You know what I mean? That's like taking somebody that's like big. Like, let's say when I was younger, I was into Mariah Carey, right? It's like, now I say that if I was 12 and somebody could provide, I probably would have. <laughs> like in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, that probably would have happened. But like, as an adult and knowing damn well what's right and what's wrong, I couldn't imagine 
going and finding a thing of a celebrity, a true celebrity, you know, world renowned, even then, and being like, oh, yeah, I want this. I don't even know what we call it. Just deep fake model of this of this person. Like, yeah, that's so tough, man. And obviously, the women that were discovered to have been part or their likenesses to have been part of this were upset about it. Yeah, because, I mean, some of these are, like, actually people, I guess, that he knows and has worked with before. So it just... Yeah, see, that makes it even worse, right? Because now this is somebody who I mean, probably even considered you at least a, a close acquaintance, if not a friend. Yeah, I don't even know. And I don't even know how people found out. That's the other thing. Uh, apparently, he, I guess, uh, he had it open on his computer. Apparently. Oh, bro, Really? <laughs> I thought it was something way. Oh, yeah. I said he accidentally revealed that he had that on his computer. So I guess somebody saw it while he was streaming. If I guess so. Now, I will say this. The dude's apology. By the way, the person was Atrioc, I think is his name. A-T-R-I-O-C. But. He did issue an apology where he even said openly that, like, it's embarrassing, it's gross, you know, definitely shouldn't have done it. Like, you know, like, so he he took contrition all the way in. Not saying it made it better, but, again, an apology where at least just said, like, hey, I'm 100% in the wrong, and I understand how people think this is all effed up. So there's that. And he didn't try to defend it at all. Like, the only thing he said is, like, he he saw an ad or something and he just went down the rabbit hole and he sounded like a good idea and he went for it. You know, and he admits, like, shouldn't have done it. But, you know, he, he's owning it, at least. So there's that. But, yeah, man, I don't. It's tough because that also means somebody. I hate to use the word smart. Was it, I'll say enterprising enough to realize there is a market for that. And found a way to do it and sell it, you know? That bothers me almost as much as the person just purchasing it. Because it means somebody went out of the way knowing there's a market they can make good money on doing that. Yeah, I, I guess you will sadly never go bankrupt underestimating just the, the depravity of of people on the internet. For sure. For sure. I, that's a crazy one, though. It's a It's an interesting story, though. In the sense of, you know, understanding this next level of how we're treating online celebrity, right? That you are getting people that are not just supporters, but become obsessed with a lot of the creators. And that becomes a thing, you know, that people, hell, we, we saw it with, uh, what's his name last month? With Tate, right? Like, just seeing how much people have bought into him and his messaging and whatever, and like, even when found out the crazy stuff he was doing, people were still willing to go to the mat for that guy. You know, there's a level of obsessive celebrity that's that we're starting to cross that line of like, hey, this is starting to get serious for a lot of people. And that's why I was, when I was talking about like Throne, right? Like, hey, this is a cool service. So I don't get your info. You don't get mine. You can still purchase a thing for a creator and it's awesome. They're still thankful and they know who sent it, Right. That sounds like a service like, ah, oh, do people really need it? But then you see stuff like this of how obsessed yeah. people are. 
And you go like, yeah, you need services like that. And because, you know, legislation is almost always behind tech, not even at this point, almost, else, pretty much always behind technology. The only two states that have any laws dealing with deep fake pornography are apparently California and Virginia. So for the unfortunate people who live in the other 48, 48 states, it's, you know, and I mean, it's probably even in those two states, unless, unless you just have an extreme amount of resources to spend on trying to get these sites tracked down. And, and it is so hard to try to track down some of these, you know, because you, you can pop these sites and these servers up. They could be anywhere. Oh, yeah. For pennies on I mean, the dollar. Yeah. It may not be anywhere in the United States. It's just. And I will say this, too, you know, to the level of security and protection that some creators do need. There was already talk about, hey, if you're a creator, get to know your local authorities, your local police, so they know that there is a creator, streamer, whatever, that lives there. So if swatting happens or whatever, they kind of already know. But I've heard people have these discussions of like, hey, just in case anything else happens, you know, obsessive fans, whatever, you know, who knows, mail bombs, whatever ridiculous thing that's going to go down, they at least know some of the background of the people who live there to make it easier to deal with. And it's crazy we have to go to those levels, but that's kind of what we're starting to approach based on all this stuff. But interesting story if you want to go deep dive on it online. But we have one where, uh, you know, kind of follows the whole no good deed sort of thing. And we've talked about Mr. Beast before. And if you don't know, Mr. Beast is like the hottest thing on YouTube right now. Hell, practically on the internet as far as creators go. And... He already has a history of doing big things to help people, to give away tons of money, you know, all that. But most recently, he put out a video last week, I think it went live on Saturday, where he went and basically cured blindness, basically cured up cataract-like illnesses for people, for a thousand people in his video. And they were in multiple different countries. I think he highlighted like 10 different countries or something. And people were mad about it. People came out and said, oh, well, it's not really altruistic if he's making videos about it and blah, blah, blah. Like, bruh, you do realize the only reason he has the ability to do this is because he makes videos. Genuinely, if he was not a content creator, he would not have the millions of dollars to go spend doing all these things to help people. And, okay, first off, let's also point out that this is a dude that, one, has a philanthropy channel that all the money goes back into the charity. And with that channel, he has helped people after tornado devastation. He's given, hell, he bought out a store just to give the food away. He went to foreign countries where they don't have access to water and had full teams brought in to build wells. He literally rebuilt orphanages for babies. This is why we can't have nice things. I mean, somebody does just, like you said, like, rebuilds orphanage, orphanages, helps people see again, and folks are dragging him for it. Now, let me say this. I don't know anything about his personal life, I, other than, you know, what he said in interviews or whatever. He he might have an issue with his employees, whatever. I don't know. I've heard good things, but, you know, I don't know the whole story. So there may be other things to nitpick about or take shots at him for. I'm not going to sit here and say he's a perfect person. But for these actions, I can't talk bad about those. Like, the fact of people saying, well, if 
and that was that big of a thing, then you shouldn't record it. Like we were talking about this off the air. Like think about the point you were at where you were lowest in life, where maybe your car broke down and you were going to lose your job. You couldn't barely pay rent. You couldn't afford food, whatever. Somebody walks up and says, hey, I'm going to solve this problem for you for the next six months. Hell, in the case of eyesight or whatever, that's practically for life, right? And just says, the only thing I want in exchange is you sign this paper to say, I can record you for the next day while we go through the process. We're good. Thank you. <laughs> but say somebody wants to come do that, right? They want to pay for you to be on camera or whatever, but they're going to solve your problem. Every one of us would sign that paper. Right? 100%. No questions asked. Like, if that's literally, I read the paperwork and that's all you want from me? Hell yeah. Like, each one of those, imagine, each of those people, some of them not even be able to see since birth, practically. Some of, One or two of them, I think, had had an accent that messed up their eyesight or whatever. One kid, he want, he couldn't even drive. That's all he wanted to do is be able to take care of himself and drive around. But he couldn't because he had the eyesight issue. So he solved that deucing and bought him a car. Like, and you, like, how am I supposed to be mad about that? For real? Like, and I get it. You're talking about, ah, oh, he's only doing it because it's a tax write-off for the same. Like, don't care. Like, unfortunately, we're all in a crappy country dealing with the crappy system that they created. He's at least using it for good. You know, like, I, like, what am I going to be mad at? People are like, yeah, but it's a write-off. Like, so? I don't care. Hell, I've donated to charities and it's been written off. I mean, you know, mine's been a couple hundred and it's been a million dollars, but, you know, still. Like, I, I don't get it. These are the same people that when Mark Cuban put up his cost plus drugs or whatever, they're like, well, if he was really trying to be altruistic, he wouldn't be making any profit off of it. Like, People are getting to buy pills for like $3 that they were previously paying 45 bucks for. Like, he's still got to pay the employees that are dealing with the customer service and packing the things or whatever. Like, what okay, do you want people to just be like, F it, I'm not going to do nothing nice. It's not worth it. And he's literally taking the minimum you could. He's charging, and it's transparent. He tells you what it costs, plus the 15%, plus like a 3 or $5 like handling fee to package it and ship it. That's it. That's literally all he charges. And people are still raising hell about it. And I'm like, y'all are crazy, man. Like, don't get me wrong. We should not be in a system where it takes these millionaires and billionaires to go do these things to help people have a normal life. Especially in the case of the surgery he was doing for people on their eyes. It's like a 10-minute surgery. Like, it's barely... I wouldn't even call it invasive surgery because they just stick a thing in your eye. Like, that's it. Like, so... Like, that shouldn't be something that somebody can't see for life because we don't provide that for them. You know, nobody should have to worry about affording medication because we're letting a pharmaceutical company, or hell, not even that, a hospital. But they're letting hospitals charge people, like, sometimes 100x what that thing costs. Which is crazy. That shouldn't even be allowed. Hell, anything more than 10x is criminal. But, like, you have people that go to the hospital and they have, you know, one Tylenol pill that they're telling you, like, oh, yeah, they charge me, like, 30 bucks for that. You can get a whole ass bottle of Tylenol for, like, $8 mm -hmm. or something. <laughs> like, like, how is that even allowed? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy.
that that's a thing. Our healthcare system is jacked up. But that's the thing. When somebody who was in a position, hell, not only that, I think Mr. Beast has actually said his goal is to do as much good as he can and then before he dies, give all his money away. Like, he'll have a nice retirement, whatever, but whatever's left on the way out, he's going to donate it and get rid of it. Like, I, it's hard for me to be mad at somebody like that. Because let's be real, if I was in his position and I had an extra, I don't know, let's say I'm making $2 million a month. or He's doing way more than that now because he's got Beast Burgers and chocolates and everything else. Merchandise, you know. But let's say I'm doing $2 million a month. By the end of the year, I've got, hell, even after taxes, let's say I'm, I've got 15, 16K still sitting around. Or 15, 16 million, right? If I decide to just take a couple of million because I'm going to get a write-off, but I get to go... I don't know, save a homeless shelter or a food kitchen or whatever. Who cares that it was a write-off? It doesn't even matter why I did it, to be honest, as long as it's not for some evil reason. Like, you know, if I'm not trying to, like, manipulate it so I could eventually buy the property or something, something crazy. But if I'm just doing it and it helps people and I get to save some money and not give so much to the government, then, like, F it. Because if I gave that money to the government, they weren't going to go cure all that blindness for those people either. Like, it's it's weird to me, you know? I, ju- I just don't get it. And people were genuinely trying to, like, go to the mat on, well, see, people just don't get it, that he's not really doing it to be nice and blah, blah, blah. Like, whatever. Who cares? Whatever. If you, if you, could, if, if you couldn't see last week, you can see today, you don't care whether he televised or, or put it on YouTube or what. If I knew I could go produce a video today of, I don't know, maybe go to a children's hospital and show all the awesome stuff going on and get a bunch of donations for them and get, hell, that video, even if it's bad for him, is probably going to do 35 million views. And then I was going to be able to turn that money into the next video to go help, I don't know, let's say a, a an animal shelter. And then I'm able to take that money and turn it into a thing to to help an orphanage or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to keep producing that content. Like, I don't understand how that's the sticking point for people. Like, you're literally helping thousands of people. And people are being mad about it. Like, there's no way. I can't even get into that headspace. Because like I said, let me be any one of those people he's helped. Let me have my house destroyed after a tornado. Or let me be working or owning an orphanage that's about to be shut down. Or be somebody in a community where there's literally no clean drinking water. And this dude's going to roll in and he's going to solve the problem. And all he's asking is like, do y'all mind if we record this and it's on camera? Because this is how I make my money. Damn right every one of them is going to say yes. I, I can't imagine why a single one of them would say no. And I'd do it in a heartbeat. So I'd, I'd just be a, a pot kettle situation if I was going to complain about it. Because I guaranteed I would have taken the help. So I don't know, man. I, I just can't. I can't. Like, it's, it's an argument that makes no sense to me. It really doesn't. But anyway, let's talk about something else that we're actually a little disappointed in. I don't know if you saw the news, Brian, but Rumbleverse is shutting down. Yeah, I, when I first saw the leaks, I was hoping that, you know, this is just, I was hoping it wasn't true, but then, I mean, it, it went on for a couple of days, and Epic didn't deny it, and at that point, I was like, yeah, it's 
Because, you know, like, like if I were to go out and say, hey, you know, I got a single on good authority that, hey, uh, Call of Duty is getting turned off tomorrow. They somebody would be like, no, you're an idiot. Stop it. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. not true. It, it was but, tough, especially since the game's not that old. Six months. I mean, yeah. It's... But this is kind of comes back to the 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 magic game that had a similar thing happen. Right? After two months, it was basically, you know, already planning to shut down. Yeah. And what I think people forget sometimes is we are in a world where if your project doesn't immediately start turning money or doesn't hit an extremely high user rate within its gaming category, you don't have a lot of leeway. Like if you're either you've got to be doing a bunch on microtransactions or you have to be one of the top five, six games in your category in, in users or people start looking at like, okay, well, can we fix this or do we just have to shut this down? It's sad, and I it was, yeah, again, this is such a well done game. There have been, you know, it seems like there's almost a new battle royal dropping every week, but this one really did a lot of things different in terms of being a, a, a basically a fighting game theme battle royal, a melee base, and then also kind of the pro wrestling theme. There wasn't really anything out there like Rumbleverse, so to see. To see it go after such a short amount of time, it's just it's just as you, as you know, I've talked about it out here, talked about it on my YouTube channel. I'm a huge fan. It was one of the, my favorite games that I played in 2022. And as you know, we we play a lot of games around here. So yeah, this is just I have to admit, it's one thing you know if, if a game doesn't catch on, it's because you know there's something you can point to, like okay, they failed in this area, it didn't do this, but I mean almost. I did, I don't think I saw a, a negative review of it. It's <laughs> just everybody that played it, like you, you people are like, you know, I'm not a huge fighting game person, say, but yeah, but I, this one I really enjoy. It's the only battle royal game I can think of recently that I watched any amount of footage of, like because it was just interesting to watch and it was fun to see the combos and the chair shots and you know just silly things that were worked into it. And the only thing I will say for the game is for whatever reason. I don't remember seeing a lot of skins. You know, and I'm wondering if for whatever reason. I don't know, micro- there's a whole, I don't know if they sold it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't, when the footage I watched, it didn't look like I was like I was watching people who had or seeing people who had purchased skins on. Right. And I'm, hey, I hear your puppy over there. <laughs> but I, I think that may be one of the things is for whatever reason, maybe that audience just didn't buy a lot of skins. Maybe there's just a lot of battle royal games out, and people kind of decided where they were going to spend their money. Because remember, we're in a world too where a bunch of games are just free to play, and then all their money comes from transactions. There's not even like a purchase yeah, for a lot. I mean, I guess uh, I don't know that we'll ever see the numbers on it. Closest thing I guess we have to any kind of indication is that you know they wasn't doing well on Twitch. We we hate to use that as a as a barometer, but. Yeah, like I always use that. Like I'm always cautious to use that because there's games like, say, Raid Shadow Legends that do terrible on Twitch. But I'll be damned, that thing ain't spending advertising money left and right, right? So it's either the biggest and best money laundering scheme, <laughs> or people are playing the game, right? So I don't, I don't know what to make of that because you know, same thing too, where people have talked about, oh, well, Arena should be more like uh, the Rune or whatever. It's just like. Eh, sort of, but then that doesn't draw numbers on on Twitch either. So it's kind of hard to tell, you know, if streaming numbers really correlate to the number of people playing. 
but I mean, I think there's. Well, I know it's something I've seen people talking about in terms of this game. So the, the theory is out there. <laughs> oh, I, sure, I don't, sure. You know, nobody from Epic has weighed in on it, but I guess there are. You know, for for example, obviously, if you look at Fortnite, you know, by the same publisher, <laughs> no, no, there's huge numbers, and they per they kind of stack up in terms of. And you know, you know where, where you would expect the game that popular to be. That could also be one of the downsides for it as well, too, is that coming from the same publisher, you could tell like graphically it was made by a lot of the same people. Yeah. So maybe it felt too similar to the other game that maybe some people went, nah, I already play Fortnite. I don't need to play this. Right. The other thing you get caught up in is unfortunately that studio also looks and says, well, we know how big this game can be because we see all the Fortnite numbers. And this isn't really even coming close to our targets for it, so we got to get rid of it. Whereas for a lot of other studios, that still might be a really big, acceptable number. And Iron Galaxy, the uh, did say, you know, that they're ho- they're hoping this in the end they're going to try to get somebody else to pick this up. So, we're... oh, well, that's good. I said I didn't hear that. So that that's okay. cool. and also it wasn't just I think uh, Apex Legends Mobile shut down all or, or not. It's announced to shut down. I don't remember the exact date, but. Yeah, I know that Rumbleverse is at the end of September, or not September, February. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm thinking about other stuff later in the year, but yeah, so it's only got a month left on it. So yeah, it's it's tough, and because again, those are going to be people's jobs and other things. But fortunately, they're in the same studio and production house, so there's a chance those people are just going to get rolled over to other jobs or work on the next thing that that company has coming down the pipe. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I, it seemed really cool to have a different style of battle royal game if it's going to exist because that's always been my thing like i'm okay with other like first person perspective things or whatever but like let's do something different if we're gonna do it and i'm with you there it seems like there's six seven new battle royal games that drop every year but this one was like oh i don't think we've seen anything where it's all close-up combat and you know the whole wrestling motif and you know the quirky skins and i'm like okay cool this this is something different but maybe it just didn't speak to enough people unfortunately yeah and i mean you can kind of look around to the fighting games unfortunately are not as popular as shooters i think maybe there's a a, probably a perception that they're more complicated i'll tell you i'm mostly trash at fighting games and this one i've been able to win uh, you know be be the, the best person out of 40 people in a drop several times so yeah it even if you're somebody that, be that it probably does more button matching than they should, it was still possible to get in there and be the last one standing. That's funny you said that, because now that you, you mention it, maybe that is a thing. Maybe there's more people who, because of the culture of, you know, Call of Duty and stuff, Halo, that people are just more comfortable playing a shooter than a fighting game. I hadn't really thought about that. But that might be an actual legit thing. Because, I mean, the the sales on a lot of games outside of maybe like Street Fighter, you know, kind of bear that out for the most part. So maybe there's something to that. And even Street Fighter V really kind of didn't uh, set the world on fire the way they were hoping. Also true. So, yeah, maybe maybe there really is something to that. So I've seen a lot of stuff going around online where people are saying that Wizards of the Coast are going to be doing a bunch of layoffs. And they just announced that last year they did like 3% more than they did the year before. So they did whatever it was, like $1.3 billion or $1.2 billion in sales. But that is not the correct narrative. 
What's happening is Hasbro is laying off 15% of their employees, which ends up being about a thousand employees across all their different uh, branches, subsidiaries, whatever you want to call them. Currently, to my knowledge, I have not found anything that says Wizards of the Coast is relieving anybody of their jobs in their magic or D&D divisions, nor do I currently know of anybody in the area at Wizards of the Coast that is talking about moving on, losing their job, whatever. And to be clear, it still sucks that a thousand people at, at the overall company are going to lose their jobs. You never, sure. you never want to hear that. For sure. But we do know that leading into the pandemic, there was a lot of business decisions that were made at Hasbro, which brought a lot of people on, some different company purchases, whatever. Those did not play out the way they wanted to, to put it yeah, nicely. Big one, I guess, being Entertainment One at a price tag of apparently around $4 billion, and now it's being shuttered. So that's, yeah, yeah, which I'm sure they're not, still going to be paying on that for another six or eight years. Yeah, not <laughs> hard to figure out where a lot of that money went. So, you know, closing those down, I'm sure each one of those companies probably had a couple hundred employees or whatever, so that makes sense that that's what's happening. They've also talked about, like, you know, not being able to put out movies for the last couple of years. Though they do have a Transformers movie coming in March, March or May, maybe May, which actually looks pretty sweet because it's like Beast Wars or whatever. So I didn't think they were actually ever going to make that. So, I mean, they will make some money this year or whatever. But where they're at, there were some losses for a lot of different reasons, especially with recession, costs going up for shipping stuff, people not buying as many toys, you know, all that is affecting them. Which the coast, however, has withstood it very well and made even more money. So they are propping up a big, like, I don't know, like 25% of the money that Hasbro's been making right now. So, yeah, makes sense, right? Not saying it's right. We don't like it. I We know the whole thing about shareholders and profits and blah, blah, investments. Even when the company makes money they still are going to have to let people go, which is terrible because I, I don't think that makes a lot of sense, but I know why it happened, which is still stupid. But I think it's worth mentioning. So there's the correct narrative of Wizards of the Coast is not firing people, right? And Wizards of the Coast making money by normal business standards doesn't necessarily make up for the other, hell, I don't know, 20 plus branches or whatever that Hasbro has. They own a lot of things. So... If those things aren't turning money individually, decisions have to be made. People have to be let go. Now, I will say, pre-pandemic, when things start, it was like the year that uh, 45 put the, whatever we were calling them, the tariffs and stuff on importing, exporting to other countries, whatever. That I do remember that causing a problem for Hasbro. And they just said across the board, like, everyone was going to have to let a couple of people go. Right. And it was kind of spread out evenly across the company or whatever. So, that can happen, but to my knowledge, that is not what happened this time. And what tipped me off is I immediately saw the number when I saw like a thousand employees. I'm like, Wizards of the Coast doesn't even have a thousand employees. So like this news doesn't make sense. And then I went and read and I'm like, okay. Because you had two bits of news come out as close to the same time of Wizards saying we made this much money, and then Hasbro saying we're letting this many people go. I think somewhere in the middle the streams got crossed, and everybody read that as Wizards made this much money and they're still letting people go. <laughs> it's like no that's not well, what i think also just kind of the overall perception with you know the bank of america article that hey like what yeah. the heck are they doing over there for sure and and this kind of comes back to that a little bit right when as much as we don't like something sometimes it still works 
And I'm not saying it's right, because I would still rather be fewer sets. I think there's a way we could approach some things differently. I think there's a way we could build sets differently. I have a lot of thoughts on things. But at the end of the day, when you look and say, eh, but they did make 3% more than last year. And last year was already a crazy big number. You know, we can only be so upset about it. Especially clearly (laughs) entertainment one (laughs) colossal failure. (laughs) There's no other way to frame that. And that has a large and they're not the only ones. Disney, you know, tried to open a video. Basically had opened video game studios and just figured out, you know what? (laughs) It's just easier to get somebody else to do this. Let somebody else. But I'll say this, too, like looking at the next set that. Uh, well, when people are listening to this, we'll be doing early access stuff for it. But for XA, all will be one right now has at least for recent memory, the highest price per rare and mythic in the set. And even if you break further down, like there's, I think when I counted just a couple of days ago, something like 45 or something of the rares and mythics were at basically booster pack price plus, you know, around three nineties ish plus dollars. So, like, people are buying it. People are interested. Like, so Wizards is still, whether we like it or not, we want to be mad at them because they make silly decisions with D&D or whatever. Like, they're still getting a lot of stuff right. Like, it sucks. I know we want to take shots at them. And don't, we've done it here on the show when they've screwed up. But at the same time, when something's working, we kind of have to admit it's working. So, I don't know where all this is headed. I don't know what this year is going to look like because they have said they're like, Hey, we heard all the feedback. We saw all the posts. We do. We are going to change our strategy through 2023, but there's no announcement on what that strategy is. So we kind of have to just wait and see it play out, but I don't know. We'll see. But I figured that we at least should mention that, that at least as of this time, we are not aware of Woods of the coast, actually letting anybody go. Now, I will correct that and say not because of this layoff issue, right? There could be, and I'm speculating here, somebody who gets released because of the D&D fiasco. (laughs) But I think if you see that posted, it is not related to these layoffs. That's a whole, that's a, you screwed up. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a normal day-to-day business issue. But anyway, let's get to the dinner table because this is kind of a fun thing that I think the listeners can play in as well. But I found this post on social media. Uh, Maybe it was on Facebook. And it has six actors. And it says, one and all their work has to go. Who do you get rid of? And it's Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, Samuel L. Jackson, Eddie Murphy, Will Smith, and Lawrence Fishburne. And what I realized is, whoever you boot, tells a lot about what you enjoy in entertainment. Because when I looked at it, it was like, oh yeah, snap boot. I know exactly who's going. For me, it was Lawrence Fishburne. And people's first reaction were like, well, what about The Matrix? And I'm like, yeah, what about it? (laughs) It didn't hit me like that. So like, if I never saw a Matrix movie again, I'm good. Don't be wrong. I'm sad I'm losing Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Because that movie's damn good. Even today, it holds up. That's a good one. I don't know if it holds up. As high as some of the, like, if we took the second or third best movie from a lot of the other people on the list, I don't know. I mean, it's more, obviously, more Angela than Lawrence. Although, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, Lawrence did a great job of playing a terrible human being in Ike Turner. He so. did, indeed. But I was like, I don't know. Like, now, I will say this, though. If you if you like The Matrix, 
and you like John Wick, then you probably got to make an argument for Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, like I, that can't be mine because because of you know those like I said the three movies I just mentioned. Yeah, Matrix, John Wick, yeah, with Logan. Dude, I just those didn't hit me like that. The only thing I ended up I, with, I also apparently the Lawrence Fishburne lookalike, so I might inadvertently well, remove myself from the time stream, <laughs> so I can't vote on that. You know, so but what I the only thing I came to is like Boys in the Hood because I would rewatch that. Like that's that's a good movie, and for cinematic importance, Apocalypse Now. I'm like, I'm I'm willing to give you those. But that was all I could make an argument for for myself. So I'm like, he's got to go. Now, I will say. My, my wife would also kill me because that would totally. Re- I mean, you also forget how many movies these people have been in. Oh, that yeah. That technically yeah. gets rid of Color Purple. Yeah. My wife would leave me if I erased <laughs> Color Purple for the time stream. And that's the thing, because I also thought of like some of them have been in movies together. Yeah, and I'm like, that's also true. Does that mean we get to keep the movie because we keep the other person? So, like, there's some weird rules there like, that we, we didn't clarify. Yes. But the problem, and I thought, okay, I could see some people making an argument for Will Smith or Eddie Murphy. But the problem is it says all their work, right? So it's like you lose the movie, you lose the stand-ups, you lose Will, uh, uh, Fresh Prince. Like, I, I was like, yeah, I can't. That'd be the, that, that's the thing to me, you know, that really hits hardest if you get rid of Will Smith. Although I love Men in Black, too. So it's just, it's hard. I like a lot of his movies, man. I'm guilty. Like, I guess it's it, it, Chris. If Chris Rock is voting, it might be a little easier. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> right now, it's almost kind of biased against Will because he's just, you know, PR nightmare right now. Yeah, but he's got so many good movies in the in the thing that I can't, you know. And then I thought about, okay, I, I've decided at that point, because I, 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 after I made my snap boot, I tried to make a reasonable argument for like, let me let me just go through the others, right? But it, once I thought about full body of work, hard for me to get rid of Eddie, Eddie Murphy and Will Smith. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what about Samuel L. Jackson? But then immediately I had the realization of, if I boot him, I lose a bunch of Marvel movies and Star Wars stuff. And Pulp Fiction. So oh, yeah, true. Pulp just, Fiction. That's a good you one. Too. Too, too many good movies. But see, again. So you lose Django. Like, Samuel L. is yeah, untouchable. That's what I'm saying. Snakes on a Plane, which is a dumb popcorn movie, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. Right. Like, And again, he was in a movie because he was in Coming to, uh, Coming to America. That's true. With Eddie. So, yeah, <laughs> so it's what like, happens there? If we're playing on the rules, I got to get rid of all his stuff, then, like, that sucks. Going to lose my one of probably my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. So that, that doesn't really work. So it's like, obviously, he's safe. So then it was just like, I thought about, I could make an argument for Morgan Freeman as my number two to boot. I think Denzel still safe. He's like just safe enough because I do like a lot of his Morgan is hard because he taught so many of us how to read on Electric Company. I know. I thought about that. Like, that's rough. Can't get rid of Easy Reader. I might not be here with you because maybe I never learned to read. That's rough. And there's some fun stuff he's into, like Bruce Almighty and, you know, bucket list was a good one you know he's he's got a few in there that i really enjoyed i'm like ah this is tough denzel like he he went through a stretch of like 10 years or so where he was just doing hit after hit for a while so it's yeah, just like he, he is you know he's like tom hanks or just yeah like you said just, just just banger after banger so i'm like i i can't obviously i'm not getting rid of denzel like he like he was the shortest thought i had where i'm like nah because yeah, yeah there, there, even that stretch even where he did like john q Dude, if you ain't seen that movie, yeah, God, like I saw that in the theaters, dude. People in the theater were like, you could hear people crying, and people like 
not no spoilers, but like when the pivotal point was about to happen, people yeah. were like yelling, like, like not just like, you know, black people, we like to yell at the screen, like <laughs> literally everybody going like, oh no, like you could hear people like yeah. scared. But I'm like, dude, like that I movie's so underrated. My son. Yep. My um, son is going to bury me. Yeah. That thing was oh, so good. So I'm like, yeah, not booting Denzel. So for me, I think it came down to you could coin flip on Lawrence Fishburne or Morgan Freeman. But I think for me personally, because I didn't have the attachment to the Matrix and John Wick as much as other people, Lawrence Fishburne lost a lot of his bonus points. Still a great actor, though, but not for me. I don't know who you would boot, though. I, mean, I guess right now it's got to be Will. I feel like it's just. Wow, really? I mean, I can't fault you because again, it depends on what type. I of mean, obviously, as I said, as a Lawrence Fishburne clone, I can't, in good conscience, boot Lawrence. That 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 might have some butterfly effect <laughs> impact on my career that I don't yet know about. Hey, one day you might get to be a stunt double or stand-in yeah, for him, right? So you know, I can't, I, I, I can't. But again, I love all the movies I mentioned. You know, you just really. Like, it said, Tisha leave me if I destroy Color Purple. And she knows I removed Color Purple from the timeline. Our marriage would not survive that. That's fair. That's fair. I did have somebody on Twitter say that they just don't enjoy comedies. Well, yeah. If you so don't enjoy comedy, them. then yeah, you're probably booting either Will or Eddie. Yeah, and they said Eddie Murphy was easy out for them. Yeah, I guess technically Eddie because, you know, Will probably does more drama than Eddie. Oh, well, yeah, because he still has, like, Ali. He's got, yeah. hell, even that recent movie with the uh, King William I think it was. Like, oh, yeah. King, King yeah. Richard. Yeah. yeah, he's got a bunch of different stuff like that. So, uh, like, I think he did uh, seven, was Seven Pounds his movie? Yeah, that was him. Yeah. yeah. So, he, uh, yeah, he's got a lot of actual dramas that he's done. But he's also got stuff, too. Like you said, like The Men in Black. There's uh, iRobot. You know, like, a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, can't really boot him for that. But it, it was interesting to hear somebody say they just don't like comedy. So Eddie Murphy was like the easy out for them. And I thought about it because really outside of maybe like a handful of movies, you do kind of know Eddie Murphy for just doing comedy. And he's, you know, it happens to a lot of comedians. I mean, Eddie has shown he can do drama, but that's not what people want to see when they would see an Eddie Murphy movie. Oh, well, yeah, because he did like Dream Girls and stuff. He was yeah. great, right? And I mean, arguably should have been nominated for an Oscar. You know, the, the whole conspiracy theory is that uh, Norbit was out when the Oscars were, but I mean, I think that stuff happens way in advance. And so, no, yeah. it didn't. It, it wasn't a good look, you know, for you to come over there and be at the Oscars and Norbit's what you got out right now. That's true. But I, I mean, if you look at his best work, you know, we're gonna list all the stuff that are comedies, right? Because had I just watched Norbit, I would have voted for Eddie. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Fair. But the last movie I saw. Yes. Again, he has stuff like Dream Girls. He he yeah. has life, you know, things like which by the way, life is the more I rewatch that, the more I have appreciation for that movie. Yeah. Like I liked it at first, but I like it even more on subsequent viewings. Like that movie just it hits so many spots. Like yeah. it, and it's so beautifully done with a great ending. Right. <laughs> like it's so good. So yeah, so and so much quotable stuff in that movie. Right. Yeah, it's it, line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the pappy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's just so much good stuff. But that and I think if nothing else though, the whole exercise was like l- watching people appreciate different things about each of the actors. Right? And I think that was the cool part about it. It wasn't so much about knocking the other dudes. It was like 
but what about this? This is so good. Or like, how do you feel about man? I can't give this up or whatever. And right. And you're kind of getting to see what people enjoy out of entertainment because none of these guys are terrible actors. No, definitely not. Yeah. All of them are great entertainers. There's always, you could go to any of them and find something worth watching multiple times. And then just, you know, as as a sci-fi fan, I keep thinking about all the butterfly effects it had. Like if you, if Will doesn't have that career, he doesn't marry Jada. So now his kids don't exist. And now I feel bad. Yeah. Also, right. (laughs) Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff like that. Right. So it's interesting. And again, a lot of them tie into each other and they've done movies together and whatever. Also true. But it's just a fun exercise, you know, because a lot of times I feel like you get stuff that's just very easy. It's just like one of these foods has to go or whatever. And you're like, well, I'm allergic to this. So boot that. Whatever. Yeah. But like this was like, man, there's a reasonable argument to be made for each of these people, depending on what you enjoy. Like it was a real discussion. So. Cool. Even now, I just clicked over to Twitter. My notifications are maxed out again because <laughs> wow. people are still commenting on it, which is hilarious. But yeah, just something fun to, to think about. So yeah, as a listener, which one would you get rid of? I think that's actually a fun thought. If you're in the Discord, if you're you're a member on Patreon, stop by and let us know because I think it's kind of cool to know what people appreciate about different things in entertainment. But Brian, why don't you everybody where they can find you on the social media machines? All right. I am Brian Sonic on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Our family channel on Instagram is Allen's Ever After. You can read my stuff over at TiltMagazine.com. And you can find me just about everywhere at Power Dragon, P-O-W-R-D-R-A-G-N. There's going to be plenty of content coming out over the next few weeks with Phyrexia All Will Be One. And you might even find me at MagicCon Philly. But as always, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Please remember to take care of yourself and your family. And most importantly, remember to be awesome and be awesome to each other. If you'd like to further support Color of Magic, you can find us on our website at colorofmtg.com. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate. Other patreon.com slash colorofmagic. You can also find us on Facebook under Color of Magic. And if you want to follow us along at Twitter, you can find us there at Color of MTG. And as always, please share the podcast around to your friends, your network, people you think might enjoy it, because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base. 